Here we are now. With some brand new words to share. It's a new day, it's a new life. Once again, again and again. Today, I'd like to discuss old mate, the one and only, you know who it is, Michael Jackson. And I'd like to ask this question, was Michael Jackson enlightened? And we can do this without pinning down a definition of enlightenment. We don't need to do that to answer this question. Whatever it appears in your mind, in your understanding, as, that's what we can work with. And I'll do the same for mine. (laughs) Was Michael Jackson enlightened? Was Michael Jackson enlightened? Well, is it fair to say anyone is enlightened? How would you know? How would you know? How could you surmise? And if we step even further out, we can say, well, how would you know what anyone is? That's as far out as it goes, right? What is anyone? What is anything? What does anything mean? And we don't even need to bring meaning into it for it to be completely inside out. What is anything? What is stuff? But for the purposes of wielding words, we can just keep ourselves in the realm of Michael Jackson and his, well, isness, really. His isness. The essence. And we can look at it just from the point of view of, well, was he enlightened? Because why not? Why else? How else to assess what someone is? And we can say, well, to answer this, we can ask quite simply, does he have anything in common with an enlightened person? I mean, what is Michael Jackson? What is his essence? What are his qualities? What are his behaviours? What can we see in him? What is the impression that he has made upon me, upon you, upon anyone, upon the people around him? What is the impression that Michael Jackson gives Well, he's quite weird, really. He's quite strange. That's definitely striking about him. He's obviously also very famous. Possibly one of the most famous musicians of all time. The most famous, iconic music artists of all time. If not the most famous musical artist, singer, songwriter, dancer. 
And dancing, well, that reminds me of something. that That's actually something he's quite big on. What did Mira do when she became enlightened? Well, she danced. She danced and she danced and she danced and she never stopped dancing. Enlightenment is a dance. And Michael Jackson really can dance. He can dance his feet off. And there is something about his music, really. If you really listen to it. I mean, it's so, it's so mainstream. It's so commercialized. It's so, it's so put through that consumer machine that it's often easy to forget that there is something quite, well, magical in it. And when one of those songs comes on the radio, you sort of get, you get a certain something. There's a certain flavor. There's an impression there. And you think, yeah, that's it. That's him. There's no denying that essence, that isness. And that is Michael Jackson. And I believe I've seen a clip on somewhere on the web of Sadhguru commenting on Michael Jackson. And damn it, Sadhguru is always beating me to the punch with my ideas of what to talk about. How does he do that? I don't know. I had this idea long before I had this clip come up. It's almost like the suggestions was reading my mind. But of course... What does it matter what Sadhguru has said? We can go straight to our own impressions of Michael Jackson ourselves. But to sort of just... What am I trying to say? Just to just to sort of add another angle to this is that, well, Sadhguru acknowledged the, the destruction or the, the anguish or the the, I want to say frustration, but I don't know if that's really the quite, not really quite the right word. It's almost the tragedy of Michael Jackson. It's that he was surrounded by all these systems and people and corporations and all the rest of it that were only designed in making money. They were only set and bent on making money. Whereas really, Michael Jackson had an incredible influence that could have been used for expansive consciousness, expansive awareness. And this is what Sadhguru says. Quite observantly, I might say. And I tend to agree with him. I'd have to say that, wow, there is something in that. And what else? I mean, he's strange, he's famous, he's got his own essence, he's very unique. There's only one of him. He's had an incredible influence. And really, what can we get from someone? I mean, I never met him personally, not even close to it. And these impressions that I have, I really haven't thought that much about. 
And I wouldn't say they were strong impressions. I wouldn't say that he's some sort of figure that is influential on my worldview or anything like that. And it's not as if when he comes to mind, I feel this huge magic within me or this ah or amazing awe. Now, of course, there are people like that for me, which I could say both those things about, that they have had a big influence on my worldview and they do have a big feeling within me when they come to mind. But I think for many people, Michael Jackson is, well, if we look at it across the whole spectrum, well, he's got that effect on everyone. He's got all ends of the the spectrum of effect on people because I'm sure there are people who fan fanboy him, as we could say, and they do feel this sense of huge excitement or ecstasy or joy or opening or whatever it is when they think of Michael Jackson, when they see Michael Jackson or when they have him come to mind. Now, as it is for constructing a worldview, well, it's probably more that the people are excited about him rather than they would say he's constructed their worldview for them. And I don't know what that says about the nature of his influence on people, but it says something about the difference between how people can affect other people. And there's this quite famous interview with Michael Jackson, which was done with Oprah. And one of the people present at the interview was someone who did know him personally. And that person said that they just wished that the world would know the real Michael Jackson for the glorious man that he is and the glorious heart that he has. Now, that's someone that knows him personally. That's someone who is close to him, has breathed the same air as him, and actually has met him face to face. And that kind of response really does say something about his character. It really does say something about his ability to have an effect on people who actually do know him and the real him, rather than just all us fans or all us people who have heard about him in little snippets here and there as it's fed through our culture, through our popular culture. Now, of course, there's also a lot of controversy around Michael Jackson, right? There's scandals. Can you think of anyone else who's had scandals surrounding them? Can you think of anyone else who's had the worst kind of allegations made against them? And they really are the worst, right? If you can think about the allegations that are made against Michael Jackson, they are of the worst kind. And it's not just that there's one of them, but it's multiple times. Multiple things that have 
mounted against him. And where do you want to stand on that? Do you want to judge? Do you want to be the one to actually take a side? How could you? How could you at such a far distance? How could you at such far remove from the situation, the people involved, the characters, the dynamics, the motives, the personal compositions? Even if you were someone who was, say, on his legal team, right? Someone who was in the thick of those controversies and you were either a defender or a prosecutor or something like that. How could you really come down on a judgment? Now, this is a question of what does it mean to indulge in the mechanics of law? What does it mean to actually wade into the complexes of evidence and prosecution and defense and all of that? And you can say, well, it's a flawed system. Or you can say, no, it's a system that does work. And justice does find its way to be delivered. But from where we are, from this far distance, there's no way that we can pass judgment. There's no way that we can know. And we just have to be okay with that. We have to make peace with that. There has to be a certain unknowing. Now, one of the things that happens in this interview with Oprah is she asks about some of the arrangements in one of his institutions. And it's very subtle in the way that she asks, and it's very subtle in the way that it's filmed and the sort of footage that goes along with it. And it's set up in such a way that it can actually imply, well, she's sort of asking about the children, right, that came to be in his company and the sort of circumstances of that environment and what it was like and what was going on there. And there's this cutaway of the camera focusing on in on this bed where the children would sleep while they watch this movie and then they can come and watch this movie. And it's very subtle and it's very trickery. It's very, it, it's just... It's just this sort of thing which leaves enough to the imagination that it can imply something without saying anything. Because, of course, you look at the bed and you say, well, that's where the children slept, and it's in this private part of Michael Jackson's private institution. And, of course, with all the controversy that's surrounding him and all the allegations then you think so easily, ah, he's guilty. And this is a trick of media. I mean, you see the same sort of thing sometimes when 
Yeah, I mean, this this happens every now and then in the media. It's just a, it's just an angle that the media can take. You see it with certain politicians at certain times when they can, you can you can take a photo of a politician at just the right time where they're glancing in just the right angle. And just judging on that photo, it looks like they're doing something dirty or they're doing something wrong or they're being seedy, something like this, right? And that's a spin-off. That's something that's taken out of context. That's something that's been drummed up by the media. And of course, that sells, right? We're always interested in a scandal. There's big money in a scandal, especially with celebrities. The bigger the celebrity the bigger the scandal in so many ways. And it's not to say that Oprah and her team were trying to imply something. It was more, in fact, that she was, well, actually, in a way, very being very clever to imply something but also not imply something and be able to make the most of the ability to spin a scandal but also not fall into the trap of being someone who is making the negative spin. She picked that line carefully enough that she could have the ambiguous nature of the story or the personality float on its own terms, float in its own way in the public eye. And maybe that's one of the genius things that Oprah can do is just spinning interviews in such a way that you bring a person to the public eye in a way that lets them make up their own mind and lets them judge for themselves. And of course we can't judge. Because it's, it's so far removed, right, from where we are now. We weren't there. We were not there. Were you in the room when it happened? Do you know the person that it happened to? Do you know the evidence What do you know? Now, of course, that's not to say that we can't know. It's not to say that no one can know. I'm not here to undermine the entire justice system and say that it's impossible for any justice to be delivered at all and there's no such thing as refutable, refinable evidence. Of course not. It's simply more the matter of fact that we should take our place and we should know when it is that we can't know what the truth of the matter is. But there's another thing to understand from this, which is that Michael Jackson was interested in children. And he himself, as a child was recognised as someone at a very early age. He was caught up in this life, in his 
whirlwind of the phenomenon that he is from a very young age. And of course he has his institution which is called Never Neverland. Now I don't know the reasoning behind him calling it that. I don't know why he did that or what his idea was or what he was trying to impart, but I do know what comes to mind when I hear the words Never Neverland, which is that, of course, we think of Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. Those are the children that just want to have fun and they want to run away from grown-ups because grown-ups are bad. And I can imagine, of course, that, well, Michael Jackson probably felt that way as a child with all that was going on around him. And really, I've only seen a very small amount of footage of Michael Jackson talking. And I believe probably only this Probably only this Oprah Winfrey interview is all that I've seen of him talking as a person in a sort of conversational way. And I have quite a funny impression that could actually draw correlations back to our original question, which is, is Michael Jackson enlightened or was Michael Jackson enlightened? Because you look at him and he sort of he sort of stands very still. He sort of sits very still. And he talks very quietly. He's very soft. He's very gentle. He's almost he's almost delicate. He's almost fragile. And one of the things that Oprah asks him is, she says, Mr. Jackson, are you a virgin? And his response is quite striking. Because his response is to sort of smile and blush a little bit. And to sort of quiver and look down at his feet. And he says, I am a gentleman. Now you could say that, well, he's not answering the question. But you could also say that, well, he's given enough to answer the question. And the question has revealed enough about him without it being an explicit answer. So, of course, there's a lot to the man. He's quite a complex character. And really, there's no way to actually know who he is 
or who he was from where we sit now. And really it does come back to how do you feel when he comes to mind? What is the impression that he's made on you? And really the people that we say are enlightened, the person that we ascribe that label to is someone that has made a resounding effect on the people around them in a kind of reverence sort of way, in a kind of, I dare say, existential kind of way. And with that definition, I would say, well, probably not for me. I would probably not say that Michael Jackson was enlightened. But to look at it at another way, and to say that we look at his qualities and the sort of things that he has that we can surmise from him, and we say, well, he's very influential, he's very famous, he has a way with dance, he has a way with music, he's very soft-spoken, there's a lot of controversy around him, he's very misunderstood, he can incite mistrust but also very deep trust for the people who know him personally. He seems quite gentle, quite fragile. He's drawn to children. He's drawn to those younger years, a kind of innocence or the value of innocence. And with all that in mind, I'd have to say, well, he probably was enlightened. So those are some thoughts. And if I look at myself now with both those answers of Michael Jackson being enlightened or not, I say, well, he doesn't quite fit into either of those. This could be our third option. This could be our third matrix by which we come to understand him. And if you say that quite honestly, if I really look at myself and I say, I'm saying that because I can't, I, I can't fit him in to any of the sort of measuring devices that I have. I can't understand the depths or the qualities that he has beyond just their surface level labels. I just, I just, I can't, I cannot comprehend. There's, there's nothing that's, there's nothing that can make it clear to me what he is. There's nothing that is in me, which can easily just, I, like, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't know. I mean, he's so unique. And I wouldn't say I'm attracted to him. I don't particularly like his music. I wouldn't say that I'm envious of him. I would never trade places with him. 
that's for sure. I don't know if I would even say that I admire him. But I do admire his uniqueness. I do find him of great interest. There's a great interest in him. There's something that wants to draw the attention there because of how peculiar whatever it is that he is has going on around it. It's this, it's like, like, what is it? Like, what exactly is he? What on earth is he? And if we can't know, then we will have to say that he was enlightened. And we say that as a way of acknowledging that every label or every judgment or every way of understanding his impression of us fails. And I think that if you really look at anyone deeply enough, you find that that applies. And I've been fortunate enough to actually be able to step into that space. I consider myself a beginner in that art, in that craft, of actually going into a space of not knowing what someone is. And one of the ways you can do that is to realize that they are enlightened which is just another way of saying they are unknown. They are mysterious. They are unique. So those are a few thoughts. And you've got to be starting something, or whatever the, <laughs> whatever the phrase is. Just beat it, something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if we were to to go deeper into the... Because <laughs> another way to look at this would be to say, well, let, let's look at the lyrical content, right? Let's look at the thematic content or the, the narrative implications of his music, right? <laughs> that would be a whole nother angle, <laughs> which, would be, which is very different, right, to the person or the, the so-called personality that we've sort of taken with this conversation. But, you know, maybe that's something you can do in your own time if you listen to his music. I don't really listen to his music. I just found him to be quite peculiar. So those are some thoughts. Thanks very much for tuning in. This has been Is Michael Jackson Enlightened? Or Was Michael Jackson Enlightened? I guess... I guess he's enlightened now, right? Maybe that's another theory for another day.
And that's all I have to say for now.